software companies are filling in the gaps that we as accountants and bookkeepers are failing to fill. And we need to fill them. Otherwise, we're going to get replaced. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by BQE Core. If you have niche clients that are architects, engineers, consultants, or lawyers, BQE Core is the app for them to best manage their firm, increase their staff productivity, and ultimately increase their profits. Even if you don't have those niche clients, Core is a great tool to use in your own accounting or bookkeeping firm as well. Core is an easy-to-use all-in-one platform for project management, but includes advanced functionality like budgets, labor costs, forecasting, contract analysis, and approval processes. Core also includes a standalone accounting module. Even though Core is an all-in-one platform, it still works nicely with other apps, offering you and your clients the maximum amount of flexibility. Core offers a full-function mobile app and recently launched a cutting-edge voice-based assistant for your smart speaker of choice. To learn even more about BQE Core, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.promo slash core. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash C-O-R-E. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we're back from the... Wait, where were we? We were in Boston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the Context USA. Uh-huh. We were there for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, yep. We probably should have recorded our regular news episode on Friday, but I had to catch a yep. plane flight. And not to mention, I didn't have a chance to really stay on top of the news for those three days. Well, I know because we recorded seven episodes, really good in-depth interviews with some awesome people who were there. So thank you, everyone who came by the Cloud Accounting Podcast booth and said hi, all of our fans, listeners. Thank you so much to the people who sat down at the microphones with us. And I think it was a lot of fun. This is the second time we've had a booth at a conference. So thank you to Accountex for making that happen for us. And thank yeah. you for to uh, Right Networks for sponsoring us and getting us out there. Yeah. And I think the uh, the big takeaway for you listeners, and maybe you guys who tweeted us, we're, we're considering trying to take all of these interviews and dumping them all at the same time, almost how uh, Netflix does with a, with a new show. So you guys yes. can binge listen to them or should we trickle them out over time? My concern with that is that my like my podcast player is set to only download the three latest episodes. So if we did that, then you know maybe people would miss episodes. Oh, nobody should set that setting on our podcast. Set it on other podcasts. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm thinking we drip them out, but like not. It's not going to take as long as the other stuff we've done because these episodes we were a lot more careful to record it. Well, like professionals. Yeah, professionally. So, like, I don't have to edit them a lot. So, well, plus the inter- the people we interviewed were super professional, and so yes. we don't have a lot of mess ups. It's 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 really awesome. It's super it's really exciting. good. So, uh, great to be back and great to be with you, David, talking about the news. So, like, what is uh, top of mind for you today? Well, the news. So, one thing we missed, and I saw it on Twitter a lot, was ZeroCon in Brisbane happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I had serious FOMO. I saw the the videos and pictures. Like, there's a half pipe for skateboarders. People they were giving haircuts. It looked a little crazy. I, I could get a free haircut at ZeroCon. Yes, like they had a, they had they had barbers there giving out haircuts, and that's perfect. So I always forget to get a haircut before I go to a conference. I feel like it's funny. I feel like um, at South by Southwest once Intuit went, and I think Intuit brought like small businesses that were barbers to South by Southwest to cut people's hair. It's apparently that's the new thing. Oh, yeah, uh, and tech, I like it. tech companies bringing that in. Uh, before we jump into all the big news about the rest of ZeroCon, what they announced there, you want to jump pound out our two reviews? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'll read the first one here. This is from Daniel Breeze. 
just starting out five stars. I'm just starting my own accounting practice while still working as a finance manager in my nine to five. The role I'm in is all about creating efficiencies and it is my passion to help clients be more efficient as well. Listening to this podcast has given me so many insights into the accounting industry and what tools I should be using. There is no other podcast in the accounting industry that can even compare to how much value this one brings. If there was one thing I'd really love for you to talk about, it would be for how to price your services properly. Since I'm just starting out, it's hard for me to figure out what I should be charging. Daniel, thank you so much for that review. And thank you for the feedback. We actually are going to be interviewing Mark Wickersham at QuickBooks Connect. He's going to be talking all about his new uh, pricing survey for bookkeeping services. But I know that's a ways away, I think. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, there's a podcast I actually have listened to, Soul of Enterprise. Yes. With Ed Class and Ron Baker. So that's essentially a podcast about economics and pricing. Yes. I would recommend reading one of uh, Ron Baker's books, Implementing Value Pricing. If you want to know how to price your services, that is the Bible. Check it out. And then we have another five-star review. This was on Podchaser. It's from Chris Duenas. The CAP is the best resource for staying on top of what is happening in the accounting technology space. All of my other podcasts take a backseat whenever these guys release a new episode. Engaging, informative, actionable. See you at Account Tech's Cheers from Guam. And I met Chris. Awesome. When we were at, uh, he came up and took a photo with us. He was uh, our we, one listener from Guam, right? One listener from Guam. <laughs> and, and he was super excited. To, it's always nice when people you don't know come up and say, hey, I listen to the podcast. That's awesome. Thank That's you, Chris. Really so let's jump into ZeroCon news. So yeah. Zero, I basically had couple announcements. So they're now doing single sign-on. So some of you have seen sign in with Google, sign in with Facebook, sign in with Intuit. Now you can sign into apps with zero. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a sign on with zero button. All right. And in theory, the way this works is now when you sign up for eight or nine apps, if you're a small business owner, you don't have to create eight or nine new usernames and passwords for all the apps you're going to use with your small business, right? It all ties back to your zero account. The trouble is it's always great on paper, but when the experience I kind of saw on the Intuit side of who's had a sign-in button for years was it's extra work to implement. So then developers don't really do it. And then mm-hmm. accountants and bookkeepers that say they want it don't use it as much. Some people like still just like creating a unique email yeah. and password for each site. So we'll see where this kind of goes. And like, I want single sign-on with Google. Like that's the easiest thing to use, right? Why can't I, I want that? Yeah. Or and if Microsoft. And if you remember when we talked about Apple's little announcement about their single sign-on. So because Zero now offers single or sign-on with Zero, single sign-on, they now have to Zero will have to offer the Apple sign-on as well. Gotcha. Because that's kind of the requirement. Um, they're also doing uh, advisor-powered recommendations. So basically app curation. So Blake, if you if you go back to when you had your firm mm-hmm. and you had this client, you could create a view for this client or this set of clients to only see these apps. Let's say there were construction apps. Mm-hmm. And then for your restaurant clients, you could create a view of the marketplace and just only show them apps that are suited for a restaurant. So you can now, you can actually curate a view for your clients. Gotcha. So well, is, that it? Is, that, is that all we had with product? I think that was company? the their, their product yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was it. Right. Um, well, so I'm a zero fanboy. Everybody knows that. And I have to say, zero, come on, guys. I am. I want repeating spend money and receive money transactions. Until I get that, I will not be satisfied. So don't come back to the US for ZeroCon until you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did, uh, there was a fee, they did release um, a cash flow tool as well. Okay, cool. That's good. So, so, so they're piloting yeah. a short-term cash flow for 30 days projections. And then 
one more thing. They've purchased HubDoc a year ago. Yep. Right. They're um, now extracting um, 70% of all financial docs in HubDoc with machine learning versus 20% at the time of acquisition. So somewhere in the last 12 months, like this amazing um, AI and machine learning has happened. And they, um, they're processing 200% more documents a day than at this time last year. And then they had one more small announcement, which I thought was interesting. So obviously, Zero and Intuit are partnering with banks. Zero is now going to partner with BP, British Petroleum, for their fuel card in Australia. Hmm. The charges from all, the whole entire month, that monthly invoice from British Petroleum, is going to automatically flow into Zero as a bill for you to pay. Oh, interesting. So I, I find it interesting this whole taking that next step with having bigger vendors just yeah. show up automatically. And then it kind of maybe even tied, I mean, to some extent, HubDoc would go and fetch probably that bill right. from somebody like that. And obviously we have all talked about how fetching is, but now yeah. it's interesting that if that's going to be if the future, a future trend here is uh, the bigger vendors are going to start just working together with the accounting platforms. So that's it for zero. Clio had some really big news. What happened with Clio this week? Clio. So Clio announced that they had a raise of $250 million. $250 million. Just, yeah. just, just think about that number for a while. Normally, we're talking like $10, $20 million, $40 million rounds. This is $250 million. Now, mind you, this is a niche app. Oh, yeah. So wait, let, let's, let's maybe our listeners don't know what Clio is. Yeah. So Clio is a niche law firm software. So it's practice management for law firms. Gotcha. Right. All in the cloud. They, they're they almost 12 years old now. So they've been chipping away at this. Uh, they were the first one to go to cloud. You know, they're really competing still with the legal space, a lot of pen, paper, desktop, yep. old DOS-based apps people are still using out there. Um, but they've actually kind of built Clio in this, to look and taste somewhat like a QuickBooks or Zero, right? Yeah. Where it is an ecosystem, right? And, and it's I at the say, center of, of law. And I have to say, it's a beautiful product. I had a law firm client, actually, it may have been more than one on Clio, and we were syncing it with Zero, you know, get the invoices in, and uh, they're very similar types of experiences. Yep. So, and I can so see why the, they'd be successful. So, last April, when we were talking about QuickBooks Live, remember even Zero released that uh, letter that said, we'll never build a QuickBooks Live. And I've always tend to take the point of view, right? We've said this on the podcast. Zero might have to, right? Because like, right. so, they're moving SaaS subscriptions from... $50 a month to 400 And with QuickBooks Live, we're talking about Intuit providing bookkeeping services bundled with its software. So you're saying that Zero will eventually have to do something similar to be able to compete with the value prop of having that combination, right? Well, it's ca- if, you're, if your software is a service, right. you're just leaving cash on the table not to do this. And, I've, and, and during that time last April, I've had conversations with people and I said, you watch the niche apps. So I'm the Clio builder trend for construction, maybe restaurant yeah. 360 for restaurant. They're, they're probably watching the sidelines and they're going to do something similar. And I'm looking at this tweet from September 4th. You said, quote, Clio is going to move 149 month subs to 999 month subs. Hey, solo law firms will be your practice management receptionist, CRM and bookkeeper all for 1K a month and will deliver you new clients. So you called this. Well, so so that's not like that tweet I actually did after I saw their blog post. Uh-huh. But I found like some other conversations that were in Slack channels that I oh, had. In the past. Okay, got it. I, I didn't have it publicly out there on Twitter. But, but I remember you saying this to me. Like I, I thought I thought this tweet was from last year. Um, and I, I thought it was on the podcast. I was trying to like search all our transcripts and like yeah. so so I definitely have said this out loud before. It's not yeah. just in my head. I'll back you up on that. So, if you really read their uh, pre- their information, so they had um, first article, they had a uh, 
press conference, mm-hmm. right? And so Jack Newton, who is the chief executive, a co-founder and chief executive, um, he's to quote him, sets the stage for our next phase of growth, where we see the company evolving to become an operating system for law firms, providing features to help them attract and sign up clients. Mm-hmm. So that, that was in the press conference. And then they had a blog post out. And this is where it gets really interesting because I read I read this and I was like, this sounds a lot like QuickBooks Live and talk that um, Rich Priest has said, Sasan has said mm-hmm. right, about QuickBooks Live. So, so here's a stat that's very similar to the stats we've heard in the accounting industry where the, hey, there's a percentage of people using accounting software that do not have an accountant, but they need an accountant or a bookkeeper, right? They need professional help. So 84% of legal professionals told us that increasing revenue was important to a firm's success. Yet 77% of legal problems don't ever get legal existence. And that's a stat from the World Justice Project. And that that is very familiar. Yeah. Right. It sounds, I mean, the number, the percentages may not be exactly matching what we see in right. the accounting industry with small businesses, but yeah. it's the same problem. There's a disconnect. There's an underserved market. Yep. So to finish kind of the quote from their blog, this investment will make legal services accessible while also ensuring law firms thrive in the process. And while some people still see this as a problem, we see this as an opportunity. This latent gap between those seeking legal aid and those looking for clients is a hallmark of an industry ripe for disruption. So they're going to essentially, like you said, play middleman, right? They own a CRM. They have deep relationship with a, a Ruby or virtual receptionist company. They are practice management software. If they just roll in like bookkeeping, they could sell that for like a thousand bucks a month to lawyers instead of, and then toss in, oh, and by the way, we're going to bring you clients. So essentially think about Cleo in the future. You're a lawyer. You just have to practice law. All the other stuff's being done for you. So, so to be clear, you're thinking that Clio is going to offer their own bookkeeping service along with reception services, basically all that back office stuff that a lawyer would need. It would make sense because what the lawyers yeah. suck at, the lawyers suck at getting clients, bookkeeping, their front desk reception. They do all this other stuff and it just sucks up all their time and they don't actually practice law. So if they just have that all being done for them and clients magically show up in their CRM and they just start servicing the clients. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. David is making a bold prediction. Clio Live will come to you soon. And it's not just them, but we're going to see this with the other niche apps. I I mean, the same sale could be made for construction companies. Um, The same sale could be made for dental offices. The same, like, like this model of software as a service and actual services being offered is going to be pretty huge. Software plus a service. Well, here's a little bit of news from Square. You know, I like to talk about Square because they're always putting out these blog posts about all these new features they're building every single month. And one caught my attention. It's the new Square EIN assistant. So now if you are a Square customer using Square as your point of sale, as your credit card processor, in addition to helping you with getting paid and tracking your sales, Square is happy now to apply for an employer identification number on your behalf. And so you can do that directly in their website and uh, they'll they'll fill out the forms for you. And I just thought that was a neat example of a business pain point, a small business pain point that a software developer figured out how to process size and solve. And we as accountants and bookkeepers should do that too. You know, if you're signing up a new client, ask them if they have an EIN and do it for them, offer to do it for them for a fixed fee, or just maybe bundle that into your onboarding. So I, hey, I'm starting a business. I go to Target or wherever, Office Depot, and I pick up a Square dongle. Yeah. And through that workflow, 
Square is going to be like, hey, you got an EIN yet? No. And they're going to help me get that. Yeah. Because you need that, of course, to do their payroll, for instance, right? It's one of those uh, barriers. And it's like, I've always said like, uh, and we did this actually in my firm is when we got new business owners, we got a lot of business owners coming from outside the US who wanted to set up a subsidiary here. And we would take care of getting them a bank account. We would take care of setting up their EIN, their payroll, their legal formation, all that stuff. And it had nothing to do with accounting, but it allowed us to do the accounting and the bookkeeping. QuickBooks and Zero should have the same thing. They should have for that. QuickBooks and Zero should have estimated tax payments, like all these stupid regulatory things that like they fall off the radar. I could argue like it's QuickBooks and Zero's responsibility to provide these, right? Because everybody's in there that you're using that to manage your business. And those are very, very important management functions. And Stripe actually, Square Competitor has an incorporation service you can use. And it's targeted specifically at similar businesses that I was talking about coming from outside the US to, to do business here. So uh, the software companies are basically filling in. This this goes exactly with what you're talking about with Clio, right? The software companies are filling in the gaps that we as accountants and bookkeepers are failing to fill. And we need to fill them. Otherwise, we're going to get replaced. Well said, Blake. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Rewind. For years, Rewind has been successfully backing up thousands of small businesses' data that is stored in cloud apps like Shopify, BigCommerce, and MailChimp, saving these small businesses from CSV import errors, employee mistakes, and app integrations that didn't go as planned. Rewind has also been backing up QuickBooks Online company data too. That's right, Cloud Accounting World, I did say backup QuickBooks Online company data. It only takes seconds to install what is essentially an insurance policy against major disaster, or just those small business owners that like to get, quote, creative in the accounting system. Rewind works automatically in the background, capturing all the changes to your QuickBooks Online in real time. If something does go wrong, Rewind is the only service that gives you 100% control of what you need to restore, be it one transaction, multiple transactions, or all the data. To learn even more about Rewind and access a special offer just for listeners of the Cloud Accounting Podcast, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash rewind. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.promo forward slash R-E-W-I-N-D. Sabrina Parsons, who uh, was part of Life Plan, she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We interviewed Sabrina and Kathy. Sabrina has been appointed to the Oregon Pacific Bank's board of directors. Cool. Everybody who's running an app, go get on a bank because then maybe we can finally, as an industry, get bank feeds, bank APIs correct. We can, you know, yes. this, this could this could save the industry. I hope that's a trend that others follow. I agree. Couldn't couldn't agree more. What else do we have in app news? You want to talk about QuickBooks Desktop? <laughs> yeah, either, QuickBooks Desktop. Um, there was an article on Accountex report about the new features in QuickBooks Desktop for 2020. And I had a hard time getting through this, David. I have to say, you know, given what was my- the headline? I think the headline was the, the, um, the eye grabber actually for me. It was, well- Imp- improvements to get paid faster? Is that what you're talking about? I killed the article. I, after I read it, I was like, this is not worth talking about. But I think the headline was QuickBooks Desktop 2020 offers os- uh, enhanced automation tools or something. Okay. Yeah. So now get this. Here's the number one feature in the Accountex report article. Feature one, schedule your payment reminders. So now you can schedule them to go out, I guess. I mean, there's like a zillion add-ons that do this in the QuickBooks Online Zero space, right? Yeah. Where you can do payment reminders. We just talked about one of them last week, getting a bunch of money. Another feature is adding the customer's purchase order number to the subject line of the email. 
oh man, wow, please let me let me pay you another fee to download 2020. Uh, combining multiple emails into a single email. Okay. <laughs> Collapsing columns and reports for both classes and jobs. Actually, that should have been done like 20 years ago. That's I don't understand why that wasn't done already. Um, do you want me to rag on QuickBooks Desktop a little bit more? Or <laughs> No, I, I think like it's the same type of thing with like very underwhelming announcements yeah. from zero and very un, 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 um, underwhelming. underwhelming announcements from Intuit with QuickBooks. Uh, but then the the startup, the competitors, right? These these squares of the world yeah. are adding really interesting features. Like if the, the people need to pay attention to this this stuff a little bit. Yeah. So SmartBooks uh, is a uh, outsourced bookkeeping firm, mm-hmm. right? But just like a lot of accounting firms now, they start to grow. They bring a couple engineers in roof under the roof, right? Yep. And they built their own in house um, workflow software for their practice, and now they're releasing it called smart smart books genie so others can now use smart books genie and manage run your practice on it now you said you saw the demo of this i did i managed to escape the cloud accounting cloud accounting podcast booth at like 3 p.m on friday so while everyone else was tearing down i ran over to the smart books booth so i could see this thing because i'm very interested in practice management software and i have to say i was super impressed with what i saw they're doing close automation so automating work papers and doing cool stuff like pulling out metrics from your clients every month so you can see how many invoices and bills and transactions they have all in one place with all your clients listed so you know if you're pricing them properly Maybe they grew and and your value pricing doesn't make sense anymore. Like just really neat stuff that I haven't seen any other developer do. And I think it's because they're dogfooding, right? They're building software that they want to use themselves. Calvin Wildler, he's uh, the founder of SmartBooks. He um, comes out and he's just very honest about artificial intelligence. He says, while SmartBooks Genie does include some artificial intelligence, he warned that the profession is putting too much stock in the technology, at least for the time being. And he said, he goes on to say, there is a lot of hype in the industry about artificial intelligence and machine learning. And it seems everyone is trying to say that they have the latest and greatest technology automated everything, he said. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that really works very well that delivers on that promise right now. So it's refreshing to f- see uh, somebody releasing tech and not overpromising. Now, with that said, he probably won't get any VC money because of that. Yeah, or, or <laughs> press coverage, right? Because yeah. that's, you know, the buzzwords everyone's looking for. So congratulations. That's refreshing. great. Yeah. Thank you. There is a new um, cloud-based accounting software package entering the U.S. market. What's that? It's called Surf Accounts. Surf Accounts. Surf Accounts are based out of Dublin, Ireland. Surfing on waves? Yes. It it almost looks like a surfboard, their logo a little bit. Mm -hmm. They um, are based out of Dublin, Ireland, and they have about 25 or 30,000 small businesses on their platform, I think, in in Ireland and in the U.K. and maybe some other parts uh, of the world. And now they're rolling Mm -hmm. out into the U.S. market. They are going to, they're as low as $5 a month and they're offering, uh, you know, the full-blown subscription. The the one thing is they are claiming to auto- help accountants and bookkeepers automate 90% of their bookkeeping tasks, which is a pretty strong number. I think that's a bullshit number. <laughs> so. And we were just talking about people being honest, you know. Hey, you want to talk about mergers and acquisitions because we just had that awesome interview drop from the accounting show LA about mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. So I spotted this article in CPA Trendlines a few weeks ago. It's called Merger Mania, 
hot and getting hotter and it's got a bunch of stats from their research division. And I always love when I can use some stats on the show to back up what we're talking about. So here is what's interesting. Three quarters of tax and accounting professionals are calling the current M&A market for accounting firms as active, with 33% of them terming it very or extremely active, according to the new CPA Trendlines Mergers and Acquisitions Survey. Uh, so lots of activity, three quarters of professionals saying that it is active. Here's the crazy part. 10% of firms say they will definitely be involved in a merger over the next 12 to 18 months. And another 15% say they'll probably be part of a merger. So that's 25% of firms saying it's like either likely or definitely going to happen with another 26% saying that a merger is possible. So over half the profession, half of CPA firms are like somewhere from possible to definitely when it comes to mergers. Now, Curious to know whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. We asked that question on our panel discussion. You have to go listen to episode 110. To go listen to episode 110 to hear from the experts. But according to this survey, um, 35% say it's mostly a buyer's market. Actually, it's 38% saying it's a buyer's market. 45% saying neither it's balanced and then 16% saying it's a seller's market. So there's a slight edge to buyer's market right now. Yeah, I'm leaning towards buyer's market. There's just too many boomers. There's too many aging firms. There's too many people looking to get out of the practice. And there's just in the grand scheme, not that many modern firms. Yep. And so I, it's, uh, I'm sure it's a buyer's market right now. What is new? What else is new? So we've talked about some of those... Um, they're not payday loan apps. They they replace the payday loan industry because what they're allowing you to do, the apps like Earnin. So if I work for Walmart mm-hmm. and instead of me waiting for two weeks to get my paycheck, every day after I clock out, I can actually get that money that I worked that day deposited in my bank account. So so basically they're, they're interfacing with timesheet apps, if you want to think about it that way, and payroll companies, and then paying you your wages almost instantaneous as you earn yeah, them. And yeah. we've talked about this and it's very it, it's very interesting. Well, the regulators are starting starting to now question this. Oh, what, what's because, wrong? What could be wrong with it? Um, they're worried they're worried that, you know, it, nobody's paying attention to it and they want to protect consumers. They're worried about interest rate issues just like with the payday loans. And many of these like earning, you just pay like a tip. You're like, "Hey, thanks. I'll, here's 6 bucks or something like that." Um, they so they're they're worried about that, but at the same time, I think some of the um, these companies themselves are actually open to the regulation because the, I think they want to have protections that the paid uh, others have. Gotcha. Because right now, if you don't pay or something happens, right? Like you maybe you get paid, but then you quit your job and the paycheck doesn't go through. Like these companies don't have any recourse against you in the same way the payday lenders do. Ah, uh, so, got it. So something to uh, keep an eye on that yeah. these new apps that pol- politicians get word of these and they want to start digging into the covers. So I have some breaking payroll related news, David. Okay. Shocking, shocking news coming out of New York state. Have you ever heard of a company called My Payroll HR? They're a small payroll company. They're based in Clifton Park and Michael Lee gets all the credit for pointing me to this story. Apparently, My Payroll HR just closed up, disappeared from their offices, took down all the signs, and emailed out their customers saying, we're out of business. We can't process your payrolls anymore. And they are gone overnight. This happened like last week. 
Thursday, Friday. And there were payrolls in process. Employees were getting their payrolls deposited and then withdrawn again. Entire businesses, their payroll didn't process. One, How is this not bigger news? It is big news. Uh, it, it, so this is an article in the Daily Gazette that I'm looking at, but it's also all over New York uh, local news. So we had that uh, a story in Florida about ransomware making the local news, right? Well, this is payroll fraud or we don't know what it is, but I, I feel like it must be fraud. We'll talk about that later. Um, this is all over the local news. So it was on, I think it's New York 5. Uh, there's an, I'm searching through Google News right now. There's a story on News 10 ABC. I watched one of the videos that where they went to the office and like you see the the inside the office, everything is gone. It's like it, it's like that movie, The Boiler Room, where everyone just disappears. Okay. Like like everything's been ripped out. There's no phones. There's no desks. There's no signs. Anything. The company wow. is gone. Like so, do no, you think they're sitting on people's tax deposit, deposits? Well, so this and is, now those are gone. Well, and that's the problem is so they had four thousand about four thousand clients. It looks like. And employees like didn't get paid. The business owners don't know where the money went. I like it's possible this is oh, like a they just wow. cut and run with the money, or they or it was a fraud, right? And maybe they were Ponzi scheming it and they just ran out or something. But like the the company's gone and all these people are screwed. The, one restaurant owner in this article uh, said that all twelve of his employees quit altogether immediately. He like lost <laughs> his employees. It's just a mess. And there's some accounting firms who were outsourcing payroll to my payroll HR and their clients are screwed. And Governor Andrew Cuomo issued a statement that anyone affected by the shutdown should file a complaint with the DFS, the Department of Financial Services, um, and gave the information to do that and said, quote, the sudden and unexplained shutdown of my payroll HR in Clifton Park is disturbing and completely unacceptable. Its reckless actions have left employees across the state and nation with negative bank accounts and forced businesses who depend on its payroll services to scramble to find ways to compensate their employees. These businesses and workers deserve answers, and I am calling on the Department of Financial Services to investigate this irresponsible company's actions. This is not how we do business in New York, and we will not allow these bad actors to take money away from the hardworking people in this state. It stopped over the weekend, but now it's picked up again, and there's a private Facebook group that's been set up for the victims of this payroll disaster. I don't know if we can call it a scam yet. They still have a website up. Their website is still up, but they're not answering their phones and uh, nobody can figure out what's going on. Wow. I, I wish you had told me about this Friday. So I had something that I, I could have- I just found out about it like two hours ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like maybe we'll have more updates on this next week. This is fascinates me. Yeah. If you have information about this, let's figure this out. What happened? It's quite shocking. What can we learn from this? Well- Definitely payroll is one of those things where you're trusting large sums of money to a third party. And it's a big risk when you are using a local small payroll provider. This has happened before, by the way, right? Like I don't have the at the tip of my fingers, but maybe we can talk about this next week is there have been other payroll scams like this where it's either uh, malicious and the company, somebody in the company took off with the cash, right? The payroll tax money. Yep. Or it was accidental and they just screwed up and, you know, didn't pay the deposits or, you know, all the, all sorts of stuff. Well, well, there's also uh, the big problem. And and I remember Intuit doing with this a decade ago. And I think every, these payroll companies, um, people commit fraud against payroll companies. So you set up a whole fake company, you generate a bunch of fake 
paychecks and QuickBooks, all direct deposited. And then as soon as that money deposits, you just hightail it out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you basically withdraw the money from the other bank account, the funding account, right? Yep. And they, and and $200,000, $400,000, you know, at, at, a, at a chop. And I think everybody's on top of that stuff better now than it was before. I, I think it was like nobody thought somebody would take the time to create so many fake entities and set it up and, you know, sign up for a service like that. Um, but yeah, they were. Yeah, this would be great to watch. Um, it's Clifton Park. My um, father-in-law's in Clifton Park. Maybe I should put him on a, a little uh, recon duty yeah, for Yeah, call him up, have him go drive by and, and take some snaps and pictures that we can use. No, he's not smartphone. No, no, like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not happening. <laughs> right, well, maybe yes, he can yes, just, um, we can get him on the phone, right? Have him uh, report live. Yeah, he can call, report he live. He use a phone. Does he, have a smart, he doesn't have a smartphone, but he can use a regular no, phone, right? Flip phone. Flip phone. phone. Okay, good. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, we'll be on the story. Follow me on LinkedIn if you would like or connect with me on LinkedIn, I should say, if you want to stay up on the news on this. I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Blake T. Oliver. How about you, David? Yeah, I'm at David Leary. I definitely am going to uh, get your reshared because I think that's really, really interesting. Let's figure this out and we'll come back with some more intel uh, next week. One other piece of news, I'll just put the link in for people to take a look at. Um, LG has a dual screen phone, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because you can pop one of the phones out. So maybe you're going to you know, dinner and you don't want two screens, but then on the, during the business day, you want two screens and you pop the phone back in and now you have a dual screen phone. Whoa. It just looks really cool. And I could see it being handy for, you know, accountants and bookkeepers that are cloud connected. That's cool. I want to take a look at this. So, um, yeah, so we'll put that in the links um, for everybody there and then uh, continue to follow us on all the socials. Let us know a about the payroll stuff, but also let us know if we should drop a bunch of episodes at once or not. Great talking to you, David, and I'll see you here next week. Awesome. Bye, everybody.